Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Podgrads podcast. We're your hosts, Faith and Lydia. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how to find a graduate program. Last week, we talked about what graduate school is and why you should go. And so this week, we're going to be talking about the next step on which graduate program is one for you, the one that matches your goals, skills, and interests. Yeah, in, in graduate school, we're going to be focusing a lot on finding specific programs and professors rather than like the school as a whole. So we're going to be talking about how finding a graduate program is not the same as, as finding an undergrad university. Um, and what you'll be looking for is a little bit different. So we're going to figure out, we're going to help you to figure out um, where to find programs, how to search the internet, how to determine program fit. Um, and we'll be sharing a little bit about our own personal graduate school stories um, and how like Lydia and I found our programs and how we found programs that matched our personal career goals. Yeah, and both of us are psychology students. So our knowledge um, based on our own experiences kind of specifically in this kind of aspect, but there are lots of other graduate schools like for STEM and um, the arts. And so it's just, it's all over, but we're just going to talk from our own experience and, and also expanding on that to graduate school as a whole. So Faith, do you want to talk about, you know, what you did, your grad school process, how you got to where you are right now? Yeah, I, I definitely can. Um, I, um, I applied for like six graduate programs, um, and I was able to find those through a lot of um, a lot, a lot of questions, a lot of like asking for help. Um, as I've mentioned in a previous podcast, I was involved in the McNair program at my school in my undergrad years. And I think that played like a huge role in preparing me for, um, how to find, uh, graduate programs. Cause I had people that were constantly teaching me how to do this stuff and teaching me how to, um, find programs and where to look. So like I had whole classes. i on like how to find grad school courses and like or programs and how to apply for grad school so like basically everything in this podcast that we'll be talking about I learned in a, like a summer school course type thing um but I honestly think if I hadn't had that I would not have known where to begin looking for a graduate program um because when I was first thinking about graduate school I I just google searched things sporadically um and I, <laughs> I didn't know that you were looking more at graduate programs versus like schools. Cause I would just look at whole universities and like, I didn't know what to like ask. Um, but I had to narrow down like my, my interest. That was like the thing that um, professors that I asked kept telling me, like, find your interest, find your interests. Um, and the, the best piece of advice I ever got for that actually came from a faculty member at DePaul. And he said, to look into um, programs for the the questions that kept you up at night. And he's like, for the things that if you like searched on YouTube that you just find yourself in a rabbit hole, you want to learn more like those things that um, you could talk about for hours on end with your friends. He's like, whatever that is for you, go find it and like find something that in research that excites you that much. And I had never thought about it that way. And like from that moment on, I was like, oh my gosh, like the things that I talk about and um, so like, that's how I fell into doing research with like um, 
um, like sexual health and um, religious trauma um, and like trauma informed care. Um, Cause those were things that like I had had like a lot of knowledge on in the past and like experiences with, and I didn't know that those were things I could like study or like do research on. Um, I did not know that my extensive like Bible knowledge would actually help me do research if I was doing it in like uh, populations that I'm doing it in now, like Christian communities and stuff. Um, so that's a very long winded way to say that. Um, it was very hard, but like once I found it, I was able to have a great, um, I was able to find like great programs and things that fit exactly what I wanted to do, but I had to define my goal and what I wanted to research first. Wow. <laughs> I love that. It's, I think I've actually also heard that advice, um, from someone recently because I'm starting my dissertation so mm. I need to you know figure out what I'm going to study for the next three years and yeah. the biggest advice my chair gave me was when you lay down at night what are you excited mm. to learn about the day after yeah like you go to bed and you're like okay tomorrow I'm going to learn more about yeah cognition and I'm gonna, mm. tomorrow I'm going to learn more about the way that this impacts this specific population and yeah. so it's that's beautiful. Yeah. What about you? What has been your experience with finding a graduate program? Yeah. So I wish I had that class. It's yeah. like a great class. Yeah, it I, was. I did not have that class. So uh, the frantic Google searching, <laughs> that was definitely me. Um, I was in my senior year of college and it came so fast, you know, graduation and, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have you know, several months to apply for grad school and study for the GRE. And I'm just gonna, you know, find all of my answers on Google, but it was <laughs> a lot. And it's so overwhelming to do it like that. So yeah. I'm glad that there are more resources now like like this that are kind of condensing them. But yeah, I, when I was in undergrad um, at the University of Michigan, I really wanted to go into like a helping profession. I didn't know what mm -hmm. kind. At first, I wanted to be a doctor but like we said organic chemistry is so hard <laughs> and it kicked my butt and I I loved psychology and that was my favorite part of it and then I mm. realized that I could just do that <laughs> I didn't yeah. have to put myself through all of the stuff that I didn't like because specializing and mm. especially how how specific graduate school is is yeah. about what is your focus and mm. once you find that focus I mean I found it to be like so much easier than undergrad just because I want yeah. to learn about this stuff and mm -hmm. and it's stuff that I don't have to force myself to do yeah so yeah my my you know questions more came around what do I I know I want to do psychology but how do I want to do psychology and and this is something that we'll talk about Later, we talk about the different programs, but I was debating between like the MSW, the Masters in Social Work, or a PsyD, which is a doctorate in psychology, mm -hmm. um, or a PhD, which is a doctorate in philosophy in psychology. So it's, I, I was really at this crossroads. And, and so um, I'm glad we're going to be able to go over those different kinds. But um, I ended up at Roosevelt because I loved location in Chicago and mm -hmm. I really loved the program. I connected with the faculty and yeah, so here we are. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone has a kind of different, unique story of how they got into graduate school. It's kind of interesting. Um, but I also also want to hit on um, 
when you're applying for graduate school and looking for graduate programs, it is a little bit different than undergrad and will be a little bit different than your undergrad experience. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later that looking um, for a program is more looking for a specific program versus a university. And we're going to talk about how to specifically find programs with like faculty that will help you advance your career and be able to help you um, in your education. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely different than undergrad. Yeah, because undergrad is a lot about the name. Mm -hmm. It's like big name. You recognize where you go to, especially because undergraduate institutions are are huge. Right. So tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. up to and and graduate programs are really small. The cohort, my cohort is 20 people. Yeah. So it's a lot smaller than coming in with 10,000. So it's it's definitely more specialized and great, great point, Faith. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are a couple questions that you can kind of ask yourself when you're first looking into finding a graduate program, at least some that have helped me, some that um, I've found to be um, beneficial to me. Um, I've asked myself, do I have the skills and the assets that would be useful here? Um, Can I see myself thriving here? Uh, Do I feel like I have something to contribute to the discussion here? Do I have like research that can contribute, uh, a point of view to contribute? Um, A big one is, am I passionate about the research in this program? Um, Another great one is, does a faculty make me feel welcome in this space? Is a faculty studying the things that I'm studying, I want to study? Can I see myself sustaining a curiosity about the subject long term? Because remember, you're going to be in this program for a while. Make sure you're finding something, um, a program that will um, have the things that you are interested in and not don't settle. I've heard that advice. Don't settle for something that's kind of what you want to do. No, you want to find something that's exactly like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because if you're fighting yourself while this is happening, it's you're going to run into such conflict and distress later on because it's going to be such a huge part of your life. So mm-hmm. definitely do not settle. So there are Definitely some things you need to consider when, you know, considering a program. And one of them is program fit. So does this program, will this program teach skills that will help me grow my career, will help me on my career path? Like this is the step that I need to get to where I want to be. Um, And we're going to talk about different programs later on. Like what does it mean to have a master's versus Um, a doctorate like what does it mean to focus on different kinds of because you can really go in many different directions with a lot of different undergraduate experiences right and then another thing um, is very important is price Mm -hmm. because grad school all school all higher education is so expensive do they Mm -hmm. offer funding or do you need to get funding externally? Do they offer research? Can you work in research labs um, to get money and, and stuff like that for your education? And what kind of research do they do? And are there places in the area that you are that does that kind of research? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, a huge thing to consider is location. Um, is it somewhere you can see yourself spending extended amounts of time? Is it an area that you like? 
do they have, you know, is it an area that you feel you could live? Um, another huge thing to consider is faculty. Um, that's one of the biggest things to look at in a program. Do you like the faculty? Do they have similar interests as you? Um, if you guys meet, do you feel connected to the faculty? Do they feel approachable? Um, and also job placement. Um, it was big looking at job placement rates for different programs to see um, if students that graduate from those programs find work in their field, like how far after graduation immediately, or if um, they go into different fields, um, or even if there's like um, chances for internships around the area um, and paid internships, practicum sites and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, lots to consider. So let's break it down. Let's break down these things a little bit and just talk more about them in depth. So let's start with funding. So yeah, funding will look different depending on the university and the program. Um, some general good things to know about funding graduate education is master's programs. Some offer funding. Most of it is scholarship based. Mm -hmm. And generally, if you're going to do a master's program, you're going to pay for it. Um, Faith, I know you're in a master's program. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can share like how are you're funding your program? Yeah, it's all I've got a lot of scholarships and I'm doing um, an internship right now. So I'm doing um, uh, this with my school, honestly. Um, I'm doing this podcast with the Office of Student Research, which is a part of my job with the university. Um, they pay me a stipend and they pay some of my tuition. And then I've got tons of scholarships and stuff. Um, and that's how I'm paying for it. Um, but then in PhDs, it's a little bit different. So where I'm going afterwards, hopefully I'll, it'll be a lot more smooth sailing from there. Yeah. Cause PhDs are fully funded, mm -hmm. um, unless it's a private university and then it may not be, but all public PhDs are fully funded because you will be a research assistant of a faculty member. Mm -hmm. And as you do the research for the school, they fund your education and usually offer a small stipend that could cover other expenses like food or some of your living. And mm -hmm. so PhD programs have such a huge draw because yeah. they're fully funded. It's it's a, an amazing opportunity, but there are, I mean, I, as someone that chose not to do a PhD, there's also other reasons that that's apart from from funding so mm -hmm. what what i'm doing is a PsyD, mm -hmm. um as some do offer funding but definitely less than phds mm -hmm. um external funding you, you usually need i am taking out loans from fafsa and i have some scholarships and yeah. and yeah it's it was definitely this this huge this huge point of me thinking i am what is more important to me in my career? Is it that this is fully funded or that it's mm. more in line with what I wanted to do clinically mm. afterwards? And right. and so all of these things that we're talking about, you have to like weigh them out also. Mm. Like all of these are going to be important, but which of these is going to be the most important for you when searching for these programs? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also you know, like you can get an MD, a JD, mm -hmm. um, any of those other kinds of clinical degrees. Similar to a PsyD, they, you usually have to pay for it or, you know, take out loans or 
um, get scholarships and, and stuff like that. So it's definitely different per each of the ones. And it's something that you need to consider. Most schools will have all of this information on their website, mm-hmm. like what how what percentage of their classes are receiving scholarships, how much those scholarships are, um, how much of their class is receiving or taking out loans. Um, do they have internship positions where you could be like a GA, like a graduate right. assistant mm-hmm. and get some of that stipend paid for just, just like you were talking about. Yeah. Faith. Like that's an amazing gig. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, I like being a graduate assistant. I work, this is like my second position as a graduate assistant. Um, I've loved it. Um, it's great. Um, I would also add that I, it surprised me how little, how little people know that PhDs are fully funded. Like, I mean, I didn't know when I first started and I was shocked when I first found that out, honestly, because I thought I would be like an insane amount of money. And so I never thought I would get my PhD. Um, so it's, I feel like it's very important to talk about the funding that's available for graduate education, um, for people who think it's like way out of their reach or way out of their capabilities. Like grad school can be an affordable thing if, um, if you have the resources and the knowledge of where to look for them. So if you know how to look for scholarships and graduate assistantships, um, like I got my graduate assistantship because I, you know, I was at, I was in McNair and I had people who were, um, helping me look for graduate assistantships and help me know where to find them. Um, so definitely having the resources is important. Um, so I just want to stress that. But the next point um, is location, considering location for graduate school. Um, like we have said, graduate school is a long time, depending on your program. Um, it's always a long time, but it can be very, very long. So it's very important to be in a place that you can stay for a long time. But there are a lot of other reasons besides like, you know, um, you like the place to stay in a location. There's other things to look at in the area where you're seeking to go to school because you, you're going to be living there. You need to have the resources there um, and things to help you in your career. So um, some other things to like consider about location, um, a big one for like if you're in a psych program like myself or you're in a program that needs licensure, um, ideally you would work in the place where you like the the state at least where you're seeking to get licensed um, because I know like at least in the United States with psych programs um, and licensure for like um, becoming a, a counselor, it it will vary state to state. Um, so that's really important to be able to know the differences between the states with laws for licensure um, because like your Illinois license may only work in certain states or may only apply in certain states. Um, so it's like kind of important to know how that's going to work if you're not, if you're planning to not um, practice in the same state that um, you're studying. There's also, um, it's also really important to find a place that has like, internships and practicum sites and like resources nearby um and not even just like internships and practicum stuff but um any kind of resources that you will need like does it have a lot of like public libraries does it have um yeah i'm any kind of resource that you will need for your um for your school is that um a good area um for lydia and i were in chicago and 
I've loved the location here because when you're downtown, there's everything you could possibly want. But, you know, if you're looking at a places um, like colleges that are more rural or more like um, middle of nowhere type things, uh, like if you're going to Southern Illinois or something, um, it's important to know the area and what's available, especially if you're trying to find internships um, or work through your master's program as well. I know it's not really ideal, but sometimes you need to find a job. Um, and so being able to find a job in those locations is incredibly important. Um, but then also, if you feel comfortable living there for an extended period of time, is it a place that you genuinely enjoy and like? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're not just going to school in this place. Right. You're going to be moving and living at mm -hmm. this place. And I think that a lot of what I kind of got caught up with when I applied to graduate school is looking at the best programs that I possibly could have. But and I also had to realize that it wasn't just about school. It's also about life. Like um, we're both in our 20s, you know, young. We want to do things. I went to a park today. I got some sushi. These are things that you need to yeah. do. Like I, I got into a graduate program that was in the middle of nowhere. Like there was not an Asian restaurant within like 40 miles. No. And there was, there was one yoga studio, but there was, it was just those, the, the whole town was this one school and there wasn't a city around it. And I couldn't imagine just being there yeah. because you need, you know, friends, you need per perhaps a work mm -hmm. or definitely I'm, I'm in practicum yeah. this year. I'm, I'm downtown Chicago. Yeah. There are so many places to study and to learn from and connections and resources. So just, yeah, location is so important and definitely something that I didn't consider till the very end. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely very important. And another important thing are the faculty and the professors because professors are vital mm -hmm. in the success of graduate students. You need people on your side, you need people in on your team that support you, that guide mm -hmm. you. Graduate school can be overwhelming. Like you don't know all the courses that you need to take or when you need to apply for this or all of those things. You you need people that are going to be in your corner and saying like, hey, I'm looking out for you and you need to be doing this to, to stay on mm -hmm. track. And when considering the faculty at an institution, there are, there are several things to consider. So one is, does the research line up with what yours is slash what you hope to research? So if you want to do research on children and adolescents, I would go to the faculty page on whatever program that you're looking at and then looking at which of their faculty works with this specific population and then looking into the, that mm -hmm. research. If that research sparks this, oh, like that's super interesting. Like I wanna talk to this person. That's, that means you're on the mm -hmm. right track because that, that excited little flame, that could be yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and are they published? And this is kind of what I was saying with the research, but what, what journals, um, what kind of research mm -hmm. and just read a little bit and because one day that could be yeah. you you could definitely also be working mm -hmm. with them and you can definitely can reach out via email even as you're applying you can say hey I applied yeah. to this program and I'm thinking that our research really aligns and I would love to work with you faculty love yeah. that faculty love that <laughs> so much and it it brings this 
this sense of intimacy and connection and that's that's what they're that's what they're looking for especially phd programs because mm-hmm. you're going to be working under a specific faculty yeah. member and then that faculty is going to like that faculty is going to be the reason that your tuition is paid because they're paying you out of their mm-hmm. stipend and you're going to be doing their research and you know doing writing for them irb stuff and even a master's program i mean the your faith your um faculty is the one that's helping you with your ga and and all that stuff so it really matters and also are they approachable or you know you want you want people that you can email and say hey i'm feeling lost right now Can, can you help and do you you know, can you see yourself working with them closely for an extended period of time? Because these members are going to be, you know, your gurus, your your guides on, on this journey of grad school. And you need guides that you can trust and who you feel comfortable with because it's it can be really scary at times. And, and knowing that you have a mentor that you can reach out to is is really, really important and essential for, for grad school. Yeah, 100%. I I feel like I got a little, like, I got lucky uh, because I went to the same undergrad university that I'm doing my master's at. Um, and that definitely um, played a role in my decision to apply for their master's because I had already had experience with a lot of the faculty who I knew did undergrad teaching, but also um, were on boards for being, you know, um, in the master's program as well. Um, and I really liked those professors and I really had a good time in their classes and they were um, really approachable, really um, engaging in classes. And that made me want to apply to the master's because I already had experience with the professors. And like, like you said, Lydia, that those people are going to be your mentors and your rocks during your graduate program. They're going to be the, like mm-hmm. guiding light and they're going to be the ones that teach you the ropes. So you want to make sure that you have strong connections to the faculty and that the work that you're both doing aligns well. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing to consider, um, the last thing is job placement. We talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, knowing the job placement statistics um, and like places in the area to work is a very good thing to know when you're looking at uh, graduate schools. Um like I said, maybe like if you need to work while you're doing your master's program, it's a good idea to know what's in the area, what kind of work is offered there. But also looking into programs to see like what percentage of their um, students go into find work right away um, or how many students find work in their field, how many um, students are placed in internship opportunities, um, how many of those connections are available um, and how soon out of the program, do most students find work? You know, what's the timeline like? Um, how many practicum sites? How many internships? Is that stuff wildly available or is it scarce? Um, knowing all those things about the job placement statistics are super important. Um, and like we mentioned before, those kind of, that kind of information is available on most of the program's websites. They usually have like little PDFs that you can bring up um, that have all those kinds of statistics. Um, a lot more interesting statistics about student success and all those kinds of things are really important to like look at. Um, I looked at a bunch of those for the schools I was looking at and they're incredibly helpful data sets to know like what students do and how students fare um, in the program throughout the time. So that's a really good resource to have for the. 
Yeah, for sure. There are statistics on the website of any program, usually in a PDF that you can download, and they have statistics of all of the parts of their program about what what kinds of classes they have and what where their students place and what kind of jobs they have. I think even sometimes I saw one that was how much money their students make. And so all of this information, this very, very specific information is out there for each of the yeah. programs. And it's just up to you to figure out, well, what parts of this information are important and relevant yeah. to me? And then, you know, what what do I, what am I looking mm-hmm. for? Yeah, I would, one of the things that I found really helpful was making a priority list, making a priority list of the things that you want in a graduate school and in a program and how important they are to you. Um, when I was an undergrad and with a bunch of friends who were all applying to grad school at the same time, um, that priority list looked different for each of us. You know, like some people, um, like for me, I really stressed location. That was really important to me. I did not want to move. I have a big family. I'm a Chicago native. I love the city. I didn't want to leave it. Um, And a bunch of people told me not to do that. They said not to leave Chicago or whatever, um, or to leave Chicago. And because that's if I wanted to find uh, a place to go to school, I needed to expand my horizons. But location was a priority for me. Um, And so I put that higher on my list than a lot of my peers did. so some items on those on that list can be hard no's and non-negotiables, um, but some might have to allow for some flexibility. Um, and it takes a lot of like knowledge, self-knowledge to know where you can um, be a little bit more flexible with those kind of things. Um, so like making a priority list to figure out what's the most important things about a program to you. Is it location or is it the faculty, do you care more about having an engaging faculty or do you care more about what the job placement statistics look like afterwards? Um, so making a priority list, I would say one of the most helpful things I, I've done. Yeah, definitely. And I and I love what you said about some of them being non-negotiable deal, deal breakers and others being like, OK, well, I can lean mm-hmm. on this or just having some strict yes or no's are so helpful in narrowing down the process and it's really important to you know write this down keep it on something that you can look at I I also found it was super beneficial I I had an excel Mm. sheet or just like a word document with the table to keep track of what programs I was interested Mm. in what is required for each application and then the date Mm. of which that application was due so like which programs, like what's required in the date and just having that on a piece of paper in a chart is so helpful. And then even saying, well, this program is good because it's mm-hmm. the city I like. This program is good because it has this super cool faculty that I have read his books yeah. and it's amazing. Or this program is great because it is near a lot of internship opportunities. And it's, it's important to you know name why things are things are good but I mean it's it's a process I applied I think I applied for 12 mm-hmm. schools and I got interviews for four and I got into two so it's it's a lot it's a long process and you're gonna get you're gonna yeah. get a lot of no's and that's okay because like we talked about the the classes are yeah. so small and it's so exclusive and it's but you could get that one yes as well and even if you get all no's you can try right. again it's not like a one-time there are people in my cohort from 
the ages 23 to 40. And so it's, you could do this at any time and, you know, don't, don't give up. Like it's, it's hard. If you want to do it, if your, if your mind and your heart are set on it, then you can do it. Yeah. Um, you made a really good point. Like, uh, the acceptance rate for a lot of graduate level programs is pretty low. Um, I would say even like around like three to 4% for like PhD programs and like, like 30 to 40% acceptance rates for like master's level programs. Um, so it's like very competitive um, and definitely not for the faint of heart, but it's not impossible. Um, the most important thing is applying for programs that you fit in with ones that fit exactly what you want to do. That's the number one thing that was stressed to me about grad school is find the fit, find the fit. Um, if you connect with the faculty and your research is the same, they are going to be more interested in you. If you guys are doing the same work, if you're already knowledgeable about what research is going on there, it's going to be, um, you're going to fit well in the program and they're going to look at your application. Um, um, I know we talked about it a little bit, but Lydia, do you want to talk a little bit more about um, just like any general tips you have for people looking into programs, things that you found helpful when you were looking that you wanted to uh, touch on real fast? Yeah, I mean, I just exactly what you said about the fit. It's it's this realization that anyone that applies to grad school, anyone that even is at that level mm. is excellent. You're surrounded by excellence and you too yep. are excellent. So it's not even about proving that you're smart or, you know, having the credentials. It's about which one of these programs is going to be the best fit for you. It, exactly. It's And once you get your in, like you have a professor that you really click with or, you know, you have this program or you have this special thing about you that is really going to add you know, value to them and they're going to add mm-hmm. value to you, then when they're sitting in a room deciding who's going to make the 10, 20, yeah. 30 people that they that they pick, a professor is going to be like, hey, well, this person said that they are really interested yeah. in working with this. And that's exactly what I'm interested in. And I think that they would fit really well with the yeah. culture of this program. And it's it's going to be a, like, that's that's how you get into grad school versus undergrad. It's like, what are your mm. numbers? What's your uh, scores on your standardized tests? Not that those aren't important too, but like once you get past the the threshold of, you know, yeah. good enough, then it's mainly yeah. about the fit. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. My biggest like piece of advice what is, um, that you hit on a little bit is like, even if you don't have great numbers, you can still get into grad school. Um, uh, even if you don't have good grades or didn't have good grades in undergrad, it's not hopeless because it's about program fit and um, showing that you can be committed to this program. Um, you can do it. <laughs> I did horrible on my GRE. I absolutely bombed my GRE. Um, and I still made it into graduate school because I had a really good personal statement. I had great letters of recommendation. I had a great um, GPA. I had other things to make up for the fact that my GRE scores were not great, you know, there are other ways to prove that I was intelligent and that I could compete and be just as smart, if not more than my peers. Um, so if you struggled in school or you had a, a bad semester or something, something's just discouraged you from uh, pursuing graduate school because you feel like you are not good enough, you are, and you can do it. 
Um, anyone can do it. Um, you just got to have the knowledge and the resources to be able to um, be able to fix your uh, application around your strengths, to be able to build it around what you're good at, um, to reflect those things versus the things that you struggle with. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. It's about the determination and that that strive, that ambition to get there. And I totally, I, I struggled in college yeah. as well, Faith, yeah. as we all do. I mean, I definitely had some semesters where I, I fell off due to, you know, mm -hmm. personal reasons and, you know, mm -hmm. environment reasons. Yeah. College is hard. And, and being, applying for grad school, I actually talked mm -hmm. about that. I talked about, hey, like, I understand that you have people coming in with perfect grades, but this yep. is what I can bring that's specifically me. Like my experiences during those times yeah. changed me and, you know, my, my energy or, you know, my interests and it's specifically, it's unique and it's about understanding yourself and understanding your strengths and how to promote those strengths and fit into a program that helps yeah. you strengthen those strengths to yeah. even greater yeah. strengths. Um. That was a great ending notes. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our conversation on how to find a graduate program. I hope that um, we have said enough to start you thinking about the process and thinking about what you're interested in and what your research goals are, what your career goals are. I hope that this was very insightful and helpful. Um, we'll be sharing more resources on the Roosevelt OSR page. If you want to check that out, I'll, I think I'll put the link um in the in the anchor bio description <laughs> um so i hope this was a uh, insightful conversation for you guys yeah next week we're going to be talking about specific components of graduate application process and then after that we're going to start diving into the nitty-gritty of a graduate application and how to get yours together all the different parts that we were talking about today. It's okay if some of your strengths, it's okay if it's weaknesses. We're going to yep. talk about it all. Awesome. See you guys in two weeks. Hey. Right. Bye. <laughs>